Welcome to the New York Lucis Trust Full Moon Meditation Meeting. Each month we work together as a group to contact, hold, and distribute spiritual energy in the service of humanity and all life forms. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org, L-U-C-I-S-T-R-U-S-T dot org. So good evening, almost good afternoon, I don't know what it is, what time of the year it is, good evening anyway. Um, welcome to this Easter Festival Aries Meditation Meeting. Um, we also extend a very warm welcome to those of you who are joining us via the live um, audio stream. It's a strange experience. Those of us who are sitting in the room think of ourselves as one small group, but in fact, there are many people um, listening right now as so that we can think of ourselves as a much wider group. The talk for this evening that I'm going to read is a talk by Kathy Newburn, my co-worker Kathy Newburn, and unfortunately Kathy is not able to be with us this evening, but she sends her warmest wishes and um, her apologies for not being here. Tonight we have a special full moon opportunity before us, the conjunction of two major points in the annual cycle, the spring equinox and the exact time of the Aries full moon. The spring equinox just occurred at 5.58 p.m. about 32 minutes ago. And the actual time of the full moon is at 9.42 in just a few hours. Um, the alignment between these two potent events bodes well for the commencement of the higher interlude period for 2019. It's starting off with a blast of will energy for the zero-degree cardinal points are always potent points within the cycles of the planet, corresponding to the cycles of the planetary soul, the spiritual hierarchy. When these two major events, the equinox and the full moon, coincide in such close proximity, it surely represents a powerful opportunity for forward evolutionary movement, because Aries gives boldness and strength, the ability to overcome obstacles. This combination of potencies charges this period and really the entire coming year with heightened spiritual potential, which bodes well for the success of the upcoming festival week of the new group of world servers, which will occur this year in December. It occurs every seven years. The stimulation of this new group of world servers keys up the whole planet. For in a sense, this mediating group between hierarchy and humanity is the means whereby hierarchical energy, essentially the energy of love, can blend with and turn human aspiration into the pulsation of the planetary heartbeat. And so it is that each of us can stand as an outlet for hierarchical energy within our environment. And all the cardinal points, Aries, Cancer, Libra and Capricorn, extend that alignment to the highest center, to Shambhala, and therefore to that place of spiritual will and purpose of the one in whom we live and move and have our being, a place which can, of course, only be appropriated 
by spiritual groups, by groups. That in mind, let's pause to use this ancient, simple, clear, ancient mantra that's on your seats. Lead us, O Lord, from darkness to light, from the unreal to the real, from death to immortality. Groups today are coming increasingly under the growing tide of the spiritual will as it works out upon the physical etheric plane. This is happening through the strong seventh-ray energy which groups are particularly responsive to. For as you know, the first ray and the seventh ray are like two parts of one whole. The highest and the lowest meet. And since Aries is the sign through which first-ray energy pours most powerfully, the two Aries full moon periods this year mean that we have the opportunity to strengthen our groups and to ground will in matter. This energy of the double Aries period can be used to expedite humanity's responsiveness to the plan and assure that the externalization happens sooner rather than after a long delay. Of the three spiritual festivals, this one, Easter, is most closely related to the Christ, being the great festival most closely associated with the Christ of Palestine, the one who came for the Piscean Age. But the livingness of this festival, of course, links it closely with the Gemini festival, which would seem more linked to the Aquarian Saviour, the one who comes for all humanity, the leader of angels and of people. In many traditional societies, particularly in the East, the first day of spring was and still is considered the first day of the year, wherein celebrations honouring the feasts of the new year are observed. It's the day when each year life begins or renews itself, as the darkness and barrenness of winter recedes into the burst of livingness that is spring in the northern hemisphere. Aries is the sign of beginnings. It brings that optimism and the sense of expectancy that ever arises with the birth of something new. According to the Tibetan, the Easter festival is determined by the first full moon of spring, so esoterically, at least, today is the day for the celebration of Easter. But Christian churches, as you know, will observe Easter next month on the second Aries festival, based on the tradition that Easter occurs on the Sunday after the first full moon, following March the 21st. But perhaps we could say that we who work more from the realm of causes have the opportunity to celebrate the esoteric Easter, and by this means help prepare the stage energetically so that next month 
there will be a greater receptivity among the masses of humanity to the outpouring of the more exoteric Easter festival celebrated by Christians the world over. Surely both festivals are important and together contribute to the shedding abroad of the Christ spirit, not for Christians alone, but for all people everywhere. Because of these two Aries full moon periods, the higher interlude this year will encompass four full moons instead of three, bringing with it quite an extra charge of energy, again surely to help prepare humanity for the powerful influx that will occur in December. The Easter period, like Aries itself, is associated with the tremendous power of transformation, that is death, or in the case of the Christian enactment, crucifixion, and subsequent rebirth and resurrection. This transformative experience in the life of Christ is the eternal symbol of the great and mysterious phase in the soul's journey when it is freed once and for all from the ashes of form life, making way for the direct alignment of spirit and matter. We don't often think of Aries as a sign of initiation. That understanding is generally linked with Capricorn. But in reality, there are many different layers to the initiatory experience, and it cannot be limited or isolated to any one particular astrological energy. That wouldn't make sense, for there are different stages to the initiation process, and in an archetypal manner, these stages may very well be characterized by different signs of the zodiac. Aries is the first sign of the reversed Aries is the first sign of the reversed wheel, at least, at least symbolically speaking. It rules the mind and is the mental principle, enabling the wheel to reverse, enabling the individual to reason his or her way into another mode of living. And it's the strengthening of this mental control and its eventual stabilization that enables the individual finally to hold the mind steady and then eventually become gripped by the light of the soul. The first initiation is often symbolized by the Virgo experience, which confers the birth of the inner light within the cave of the heart. Scorpio is generally related to the second initiation, and actually also to the taking of the third, and then in Capricorn, it's said that the initiate becomes initiated. But it does appear that through the experience of the two subsequent signs of service, Aquarius and Pisces, the individual demonstrates the sacrificial life that prepares him or her for the Ahat or the fourth degree, and then the final human initiation, the fifth degree, which symbolically could also be related to the sign of Aries. Of course, we don't necessarily focus on the initiatory aspect of the Easter festival, upon its incredibly transformative energy. But as the covering veils that until now have separated the unseen worlds from the seen begin to thin as humanity collectively learns to widen the rents, the illuminating light of the soul and of the triad will increasingly flood the etheric field of the planet, and end the rule of death, 
or apparent death, bringing forth the recognition of the life eternal, which is the true nature of reality. Because the resurrection initiation, the fifth great and mysterious initiation of mastership, is intimately related to this Easter festival, it might be useful to review some of the qualities of this highest achievement for the human being. The Tibetan describes it as the rare efflorescence of a generation of inquirers, the fifth initiation. And although it's rare, we are encouraged at our level of understanding to seek to approach an understanding of the means by which this mastery may be achieved. Of course, we know it's preceded by death or destruction, which is the keynote of the crucifixion initiation involving the destruction of the causal vehicle, that wonderful temple or storehouse of all the jewels that have been accrued by the individual through the long course of his or her many lives. Interestingly, it's said that each life is preserved in only three seeds at its end, and while these are harvested and stored in the causal body, all else from the incarnation is combust. Perhaps this is an encouragement for the use of the evening review when we can follow in the footsteps of Krishnamurti, who was said to combust his day as if with fire and leave it behind at the end of each day. So on this sacred day, we might, to cons- we might want to consider what more we can do to leave the past behind and tread the way of fire. In a treatise on white magic, the Tibetan gives us four qualities, four key qualities, that he says are possessed and practiced by those moving towards a deadship and eventual mastery. These are qualities which, can all, which we can all strive towards and seek to cultivate in our daily lives. The qualities are first to inquire the way. Second, to obey the inward impulses of the soul. Third, to pay no attention to any worldly consideration. And fourth, to live a life which is an example to others. And although these qualities may appear simple, as we attempt to practice them, we quickly realize the challenges that they pose. To inquire the way is very much in the nature of Aries with its keynote. I come forth, and from the plane of mind I rule. The inquirer is the one who is dissatisfied with the knowledge of his generation, and who seeks and is enabled to penetrate into new realms of thought, seeking revelation. Essentially, he's someone who is concerned with planetary purpose, as was the Christ. And this would be true for all four of these demands. The inquiry, therefore, pushes one beyond alignment with the soul and into an alignment with spirit. This is the next step for humanity. 
This inquiry, of course, leads to the recognition that in reality there is no one who can save us, no one who can really point the way for us, and it therefore throws us back onto ourselves to find the way alone and unaided. This first characteristic of those who are seeking the way brings in the needed quality of strength, of self-reliance, which is essential, which is of the essential nature of a master of the wisdom. To obey the inward impulses of the soul is another, the second challenge. For quite often, those inner impulses stand in stark contrast to the wishes of the personality, and they create a conflict, a lack of clarity, a seeming loss of time. Amidst the many voices, the seeker must somehow accept what the bell or note of the intuition once discerned, once discerned brings, and then stand by it. The path itself, in one way, could be characterized as one long exercise in discrimination. And at each turn, the discriminative necessity increases and becomes more exacting. One learns that one's decisions have group implications and to an increasingly wider audience. The third requirement is to pay no attention to any worldly considerations. That can be a difficult one, living as we do in a world wherein those considerations often do demand quite a bit of attention and seemingly cannot be ignored. But surely the counsel here is to not dwell upon these demands and to know that they will be taken care of for the individual trusts in the law. And as we do make progress in putting the demands of the soul above and beyond the desires of the personality, we signal to the soul that we can be relied upon when the going gets a little choppy in our lives. And the fourth quality needed for mastery is of living a life that is an example to others. This example is demonstrated surely in different ways through all the many different people. It occurs as we allow our particular soul qualities to shine forth, while our personality colors with their often harsher hues recede more into the background of our lives. Another key quality often arising in our minds in relation to Easter, therefore in relation to these higher initiations, is the quality of joy, which should be the overriding focus as Easter holds bare the fallacy of death. Clearly in the Northern Hemisphere, this joy is not hard to come by at this time of year because of the awakening that occurs within the natural world. All life is infused with the tremendous rush of life energy, following upon the ending and death that Pisces always symbolizes. 
This is indeed the joyous new year. It releases fear, and as fear departs, joy rushes in as it is always looking for outlet in our lives, but cannot flourish alongside fear. Joy is therefore the great releasing factor. We can touch a fragment of joy at holiday seasons or spiritual ceremonies and at events like weddings and births. But joy is generally more akin to the quality of being, of living in the here and now, casting aside regrets, fears and forebodings, and relishing in the underlying potential and opportunity within which each moment contains when it is captured and savoured. For after all, the soul lives in the moment, in the eternal, and these artificial divisions related to time, while important in the functioning of life in the three worlds, nonetheless are non-existent in the soul's realm. As we cultivate this quality of joy in our own lives, we begin to intersect the two worlds by attuning our vibration to that of the soul and enabling it to merge more fully with us. For joy is a quality of the ashram, and so as we seek to live joy within that ashram, we naturally can begin through the medium of light to radiate joy within our environment, and thus serving as does hierarchy. A beautiful keynote given to students for contemplation aids us in understanding this. It states, The peculiar type of radiation which the Master wants you to endeavor to express is that light which reaches others upon the wings of joy. So let's do what we can during this extended Aries period in our planetary life to set a new rhythm in our lives, to live above the fray that is so strong in the planet at this time, and to do what we can to radiate the light of joy within whatever atmosphere we may find ourselves, remembering that as we learn to work etherically, the whole planet becomes our playground. And then we become as the golden bird that flies free above the rosy cross of the much loved and cherished, but nonetheless. Then we become as the golden bird that flies free above the rosy cross of the much loved and cherished, but nonetheless from which the soul, the bird, remains free. So thank you for that talk, Kathy. Now we'll work with the meditation our first use of this meditation for the three spiritual festivals with the keynote we'll work with for Easter and Aries, I come forth and from the plane of mind I rule.
group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. Fused and integrated within this heart center of the new group of world servers. I am one with my group of brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, and on towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. One line of lighted energy. We extend that line of light toward Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known, the place of peaceful, silent will. the higher interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies that are streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. And using the creative imagination, try to see and imagine the three planetary centers Shambhala, hierarchy, humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay. Shambhala, 
hierarchy humanity aligned interdependent and whole Meditation. Reflect on the seed thought for Aries in this Easter festival. I come forth and from the plane of mind I rule. I come forth and from the plane of mind I rule.
precipitation. Visualize the energies of light and love and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth and prepared physical plane centers through which the plan is manifesting. See this as a progression of divine love in a sequence of energy precipitation from Shambhala through hierarchy to Christ the new group of world servers the millions of men and women of goodwill physical centers of distribution all over the planet. the lower interlude. As a group mind of all those meditating using this outline at this time, let us imagine we together refocus the consciousness within the periphery of the great ashram of hierarchy. And together as a group sound the affirmation in the center of all love I stand from that center I the soul will outward move from that center I the one who serves will work may the love of the Divine Self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. And visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy, streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. 
Consider how these imporing energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ. Distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets. New York, Darjeeling, London, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the entire human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. 
from the center where the will of God is known. Let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, friends. Thank you for this piece of work we've done together. The reminder that the full moon is at 9.42 this evening. That's in Eastern New York time. Um, the next new moon meditation, um, for those who are going to be in New York, we'd love you to come and join us. It will be on Friday, April 5th here at 6 p.m., and if you're not able to come, then join in on the old computer. We can even do it by telephone, I understand. Um, and then the second uh, Aries full moon, continuing this powerful dose of Aries energy, will be on April the 18th, which is a Thursday, here at 6.30 we look forward to seeing you then and we look forward to linking in with all of those of you who are listening in online thank you for your participation in this group service please join us again next month to receive announcements for our meetings please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org